and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. Today's edition of Upstage Downstage, we'll be discussing Identical, which we saw on the 26th of July and the 1st of August 2022 at Nottingham Playhouse. The transational new musical based on the novel The Parent Trap by Eric Kastner. So Richard, what's it all about? This classic tale tells the story of twin girls separated at birth and reunited by chance at a summer camp ten years later. To get to know their parents and reconcile the two halves of their family, they decide to swap places and live in each other's lives. Identical has music and lyrics by George Stiles and Anthony Drew. The multi-award winning writers of the West End hit Honk and also created a new score for the international smash hit Cameron Mackintosh Disney production of Mary Poppins, with a book by Stuart Patterson and is touted as the must-see musical of the summer. So with all that said, let's set set the scene. So Richard, we saw this show separately, didn't we? Yes. I saw mine on the press night and um, you saw... Yeah, I saw one of the preview nights. The preview nights. So I actually saw the first preview night. So it was actually the world debut to a paying audience night, the one I saw. So because normally they do previews if it's a new new show, they'll do previews before they actually have the press night. So it's it's nice because we've got a different contrast of what, what actually happened. Yeah, when I turned up there, I was slightly running a bit late just trying to get parked and stuff. But uh, the moment I actually walked into the Nottingham Playhouse, it was just um, full of people. Like, yeah, I mean, I know like plays get busy, but it it was for uh, press night. Just the atmosphere was just buzzing. There were so many people, so many kids as well. Mm. And uh, I didn't realise until um, seeing the show and the end of it that actually the other twins, sets of twins, were yeah. in there seeing the show, so they could like take the bow at the end and take the pictures and stuff, which was quite nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So let's set the scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you walk into the Playhouse Theatre to the actual space, there's a there's basically all you can really see on stage are trees and a gauze with the words identical projected onto the actual screen. So it doesn't lead you into knowing what's actually going to happen on stage. In some ways, I prefer that with a production because it's the confidence of hiding everything, knowing that it's going to be so much more. Because when everything's just revealed to you straight away, it gives too much away. You don't know what's going to happen, and you 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 can almost predict how the play. I don't know. You know, I think sometimes you can have plays. Um, I mean, um, you can have a set on the stage, and people go, "Oh, look at that! That's quite interesting." Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I think because this is probably due to it being a new one, they wanted to keep everything still um, to themselves yeah. and not reveal too much but then saying that when it got into it it was pretty much a bare stage production yeah it was yeah in reflection it's actually a full fully bare stage production with with minimal Mm. anything really it's but it's cleverly done and we'll talk about that further down the down the line but yeah the the technical aspect of it we uh certainly will do but i suppose we can't really say too much about the the set because it was just a projection yes yeah, there was it was it was clever use of projections and, yeah. and set pieces that actually created the, the 
scene, shall we say. So setting the scene was very much done with extended props and, and furniture, really, to create each different part of the musical. Yeah, did it have tabs coming down? I can't remember now. Did it have tabs coming down for the ballroom scene and the, the, when, they, when they went into... Um... The, the posh house. Yeah, there were certain tabs set that dropped in and there were certain doorways dropped in and a a black screen was dropped down just to change the shape of the stage if yeah. the scene wasn't warranting the whole full stage, which was very cleverly done. So it actually made you focus in on almost a letterbox view of the actual production. So you focused in a certain area of the stage and I thought that was cleverly done to show that there was different scenes all the way through. Yes, it, it gave you a different perspective and uh, yeah. f- focus and to draw your eyes um, well, na- narrowly down into uh, a smaller thing. What else do we need to say about the set? At the very start, it begins at this uh, campsite. Um, was it in uh, Switzerland? Was yeah, it, it's based in Vienna and Switzerland. And yes. in the, it's based in the Swiss Alps, really, or Austrian. Very much a, a log cabin. In the summer, so... The sun was shining, the clouds were going by, and, yeah. And and it um, was a it was it was a summer school for children where they went away to do not school related things, but a lot of it was outdoor and a lot about f- enjoying themselves and and having a, a time away from their family. Yeah. Really, I went to a summer camp before when I was little, but I I think it was a religious thing. I didn't enjoy myself at all, and in fact, I hated going. So I wish I'd done something like this. My job's in the Scout. I didn't particularly enjoy that either. This was definitely set in a period that was without mobile phones, without... It was very, very pre-technology. So it was all about... It was set in an era that, that showed that there was no the the most technology they had was cameras and they sort of you know old old fashioned thirty five mil cameras and things like that but there wasn't actually yeah. anything modern used so it's quite a good use of modern technology with use of projections but to actually show a time gone by really yes because when the the two uh, twins were talking to each other later on throughout the show they were using landlines weren't yes. they yeah and uh, this is based on the parent I don't yeah parent, parent trap. trap yeah right but. Is that the film it's based on? Or the, book. Or the book. It's okay. actually based on, well, but the, the, book the film's referenced, but it's actually right. based on the book, the original book that was yeah. written. Yeah, so it was written in 1949. So basically it was it was very post-war, very... As for the rest of the, the stage, uh, the set of it, it has some good sets. Yeah. We start with the set being in a summer camp in the field and uh, the backdrop projected was basically hills and um trees clouds and, 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 and a lake and, and, and yeah and then to one side there was a couple of um chalets what yeah, do you call them there was, um, yeah. little huts wooden yeah. huts i mean one of the things that that it, we'll we'll talk more technically later but they actually the set changed to move around to them actually ending up in the huts mm. and having different scenes set by the cast moving beds on to actually show that they were in in a chalet and then it went back outside so the cha- the scenes changed quite a, quite a lot using projections and things like that so it actually it worked really well and yeah because it was that scene when they discovered that they were twins yes wasn't yeah it, it was that yeah that was the that was it was to, it was basically a new influx of children coming into the actual summer camp and the two identical twins bumped into each other as part of the meeting at the uh 
at the summer camp, basically, mm. which then leads to the the rest of the production and them spending time together to then having the idea to go their separate ways and get their parents yeah to, back. to switch sides and, and yeah. go back. So so then we move on to another scene where you basically see half and half of a stage where half of it is actually Paris at a, a, a restaurant and the other half is the train station where the other twin arrives to see their mother. So one side's the father, one side's the mother. So they oh was that a train station? Yeah, so one was the one side was. The train station with the with the train conductor the the guard was there and the other side was the because there was trains oh. in smoke at the back yeah. maybe that just passed me by I don't know what I was thinking about because that's then. the bit where the the girl didn't like herring yeah that's right that, that got, was the cafe side and the other yeah, side was the, the I got train that and I got the split stage but I didn't I didn't I probably just didn't even pay much attention to the fact that they were at the yeah. train station just outside but it in was the cleverly done where the set pieces in front of the projections gave you those moments so so just to create more of a 3D image, you had a, a station light and a bench brought out from one side and then tables and chairs on the other side for the Parisian cafe on the other. So it gave you yeah. it gave you the depth of... It wasn't just reliant on the projections. They had things and signs that showed that each side was different. And, I think and also, was, as we got into the story a lot more, um, we had certain buildings become 3D yeah. then. Just, yes. So we had, like, corner steps of the... the, the one yeah. particular building or, or doors yeah. and then the composer's house yes. the internals of, of that and um, but also through to the, the, the ballet port. performance yeah. in the theatre where yes. basically they dropped in a proscenium arch but the rest was projections and a few gold boxes from a theatre where they sat next to the stage to create the feeling that you were in a theatre with lavish boxes. lavish boxes yeah. and then everything else was projection but it was done really cleverly where the blend of it was really well done so you actually felt you didn't feel the difference between the two yeah yeah so from the very uh, get-go you think it's going to just be very very bare yes but then bit by bit they kept adding those like little lego pieces on yeah throughout the play building up the old um <clears throat> and also to flip the side that it helped Sat. with them do a because straight after that scene where they were doing the ballet on stage they flipped the set almost like noises off where they flipped it round to see the background workings of a stage where they had set pieces hung up and they had a piano on stage and then they had like a piece of set that was just lying about to show that the actual what bit was scene, that in? that was after the ballet scene where they were in oh, the back is that of when the she, she writes oh you can yeah. add this extra yes. little bit there yeah yeah that was the bit oh so, I didn't realise that was so at the back was the back of the set but all it was done with with projection and it was it was the flip side of coming off stage and going backstage and it it was really cleverly done quickly and and that was i knew it was backstage but i didn't realize that it was like the other side of of the theater yeah it was i I just i'm probably concentrating on the little girl playing the piano yeah yeah they brought like big big sort of big seating out just for somebody to yeah. sit on and those there was moments that just helped just change it in in because it was done so quickly it the pace was really good in the piece because of that mm. you could get a lot of scenes in this production fast because yeah. they blended the projections and the set pieces very well yeah. it was enough just to create those spaces yeah well whilst we're uh, talking about all though how about we talk about the um, the direction yeah how do you think that was i thought it was done really well and cleverly done because it was directed Who, by trevor yeah. nunn yes that's right and trevor I had, nunn, to, I had to just double check trevor nunn has done a lot of theatre in his time he spent 18 years at the Royal Shakespeare Company in Stratford-on-Avon 
He's, he's done all the Shakespeare he's, plays, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's done. He's done every. I think he's gone through all of them. He also directed Starlight Express in its original form, which, if people have listened to my introduction, that was one of my first musicals that I ever saw. So, and so I, I actually, know him for doing Acorn Antiques. There you That's go. How I first heard so, of but but that yeah. shows the variety of direction that he's. And it, it doesn't surprise me that they've got him involved because of his experience of directing a piece. And one thing I'd like to say is they were very good at directing the children that are in the production at the start of the production because there's obviously three sets of twins they have to direct and make sure their performances are top rate but then there's also a big group of children from the local areas that they have to direct and get to a stage where they can actually perform really well and they don't look like a group of children from a theatre school because this is a production that you want to watch it and believe those children are going to that summer camp, not from a theatre school. And I think they've done that really well. Mm. It didn't come across that they were all just there to show that they come from a specific school. It wasn't, a say, a panto performance where the kids are just there to dance and sing. They were all very much part of the the opening part of the production. Oh, yes. And, and that's, you know, and then equally directing that and then the parents of the three sets of twins, the mum and the dad, interacting with three sets of twins it must have been a lot of work to actually work out that whole routine of spending time equally enough time with each set of twins to actually have put on a great performance and, yeah, yeah because yeah, that connection because obviously with the working rules and the the child labor rules you you have to adhere to all those so i understand why there weren't as many children in the production after the interval because they can only work so much so much uh, that that day you know yeah. well in the brochure program we've got 10 chaperones listed yeah that's how many like um and that's it? just to chaperone the children yeah. not actually to perform on stage so that that there's there's so much more to this production than than meets the eye and i can see why they've spent a lot of time and a lot of a lot of time on directing it to do it well because it's like doing Oliver. You don't see Oliver tour very much because of the sheer amount of children involved. Mm. You'll see it in London or Manchester, but you won't see it across the country yeah. because there's so much more commitment as a as a production because of how many children are in it. So so that's why they don't take things lightly when they have a big production like this. Because at first, I mean, you see the you see the the poster and you just think it's going to be two twins for the whole production. You don't know there's actually going to have a big cast. You know, it doesn't it doesn't lead you to believe that when you before you walk in the room in mm. a way. How do you think it just went and flowed between each scenes and and uh, how everyone sort of um, not necessarily talking about their acting skills, but no. just more how things were. I thought it. In. I thought it flowed really well, and cast were used to do scene changes, set changes. There was a few times as somebody else came on stage to move things, but generally, I thought it moved really smoothly. Mm. Yes, I didn't notice any um, flawed bits of direction. Like no. we, we've seen uh, other shows, and we we can pinpoint. Oh, what did I do that for? You know. I wouldn't have done that. Or what was that about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is—it's strange in a way because this is a production where everything was pretty much bang on, mm, yeah. and it's—it's it's like pulling teeth trying to find something that's wrong. But I think it's whatever. not just that. To pick up on the the twins that they selected to do the production, they were the glue for the whole production, really, to keep it together. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure on on a set of twins to act and sing and perform at the same level of each other anyway, but then to also 
carry the production, mm. I thought it was very, very confident and very trusting of a director to be able to do it. So they didn't write small parts for the children. Let's say that, you know, it is, this is definitely a celebration of how talented some children can be to perform. Things. And I think that is a good segue to move on to the writing now. Yeah. You know, because it's a, a new play. Yeah, I thought it was written well and I thought it didn't go over the top with Is it true to the actual story then if you've seen this before or, yeah, or, or it's, that... it's I think it's true to the story because they they're limited with 144 pages worth of book they can't if they say the production is based on a book it's very difficult to deviate from that context shall we say so you if you're if you're advertising it as that you you very and you set it in the time period it was written Mm. it's very difficult to change the context or write it differently. If it's based on it, then they could potentially expand and explore certain things if it's based on it. Yeah, true. But if it's doing it like... But if they decided as a company to stay within that realm, I mean, I can can understand from an all-ages perspective that they'd probably want to keep within the realms of the book if they wanted to encourage people to read it. And yeah. and obviously there is two films already out there with the same plot and same plot points, so it may be that they still wanted to keep it within that mm. that realm as well. What what about the because um, it's a musical? What about the songs? Because I I know listening to it, I thought it was a really good you know yes. the, the structure of the songs and everything and how they were trying to um, convey what they wanted out of that scene or what their journey was or what they want you know all those hopes I hope this or or whatever yeah There's a couple of songs which um, if I became you I thought that was a really good one yeah I thought you know that what, was what they could do if I became you and yeah and stuff it, was, that... it was exploring things but it, it, I think that the songs did actually transport the production along because I think I'm big on if a song's there why is it there and has it got any purpose and I do well, the whole feel point that... is to, to uh, push the story yes, and the narrative exactly. forward yeah but it's in a musical that's the whole whole point yeah. of it really I, you know I didn't think there was any pointless songs in there and I think sometimes they've there's they may I've seen other productions where they've they've written something and you're thinking what's the purpose of that in the song it's a good song but why well, what does mu- it do yeah some you know? musicals you can see and it's constant song after song after song with very little dialogue yeah because each song pushes the narrative pushes yeah, the story exactly. and everything and that, yeah. they're great yeah but then sometimes you get a musical where it's a lot of dialogue and then every now and again a few um songs interjected but yeah. they don't really they don't benefit yeah it's uh, like they don't give anything like to the scene the editing the wasn't the characters. There, you know, yeah wasn't just an extra five minutes of nothing but whereas these um songs they did actually like, like i say you know they brought out the characters responses and the feelings and, yeah, and everything definitely. and what they could do i mean it's and, like identical the mother singing identical that mm, that was a, a it was a really cleverly put in song that i think it was written well because it was a mother questioning things and you know realizing there was a realization at that point and there was there was a there's a few other songs that i mean you're my sister some of the the that what that song that, yeah, that was that written was nice i think one. that was really cleverly done because if you heard it on its own it would stand up as a song i think it's it's i think some of the songs that were written were really well made and i i mean personally when i found out who was actually the songwriter so george styles and anthony drew they have actually written the 
extra work and the songs for Mary Poppins, which is one of my favourite musicals that I have seen it three times. <laughs> and so that's the testament mm, to that. I yeah. mean, but to know that they wrote all the incidental and extra songs for Mary Poppins, the musical, you could tell that there was their stamp on this musical. And I think that if you listen to the Mary Poppins soundtrack and then listen to this one, you'll start hearing similarities. And I think that, and it's not not that they they are the same. It's just that they have got a, a style, and and they put their stamp on this in that way. And I think that that yeah. shows because in the Mary Poppins songs, they they drive the production the same. They don't. They're not wasted. They're not just written for a, to fill a gap. They actually. Yeah add and extend and make the production bigger than what you see on the film they actually make it feel more of a west end performance rather than a than just a a disney film that people know from the, the film rather than a stage production now in terms of the actual play and the the plotting of it and the, the characterization and the, the progress of each character journey and we all know you like to talk about the journey I love a journey. how did you feel i felt it was very balanced as in, because in a way, it's it's more the story is about the family. Every other cast member are there as the they're the agitators or they're the the people that shake the floor to to question things in a way. And mm-hmm. as a, but it's really it's a story about the twins and the parents finding the way back to each other in a way. But everybody else in the walk of life sort of shakes the floor, shall we say? So there's like the love interest for the dad that creates things. And I feel that they gave enough time to each character to explore that. Well, the the father's uh, fiance, shall we say, she's there in a way. So they want to have their parents reunite and get back together, but she's the whole reason that's stopping them from doing that. Yes. So then she's the sort of a spanner in the works yeah. there, which uh, causes a lot of the drama and the tension and. Uh, it's not going to be easy to do it no. and these are the things thrown in the way for me i'm not convinced that the writing holds up in terms of the whole structure and the premise and the catalyst for example at the very start i got i understood the fact that they were separated at birth yeah but the main question that you ask is how and why and when and what are the reasons why yeah. They weren't told of each other. And I'm not quite sure. I'm not convinced still that I got a resolution that was plausible in all that. No. Because let's cut along to where they do actually meet each other, the kids, and uh, they find that one's poor, one's rich. We do, in the end, find out at the um, <clears throat> the resolution yeah. where the, the, the actual parents meet again. Why did they split up? Because one was poor. But yet, how is it you could split your twins up? Yeah. Morally, how could you split it? If you're both poor, what makes you think we're best off working and living separately and raising one each instead of being together and pooling your resources? Because yeah. that, that's what gripes me about this play or this, this whole thing is the reason for them separating isn't strong enough. It's like they've, they've got an idea that they want to follow these twins and getting back together again and finding each other. You know, that's a good setup. But the thing that's the catalyst of them being separated to begin with is weak in yeah. this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's in, in love with this the girl who's this performer in this ballet. She's, like, really amazing and everything. And then his daughter's taken an interest in playing the piano that hasn't before. And then he discovers the mother. Well, if he somehow falls in love again with her, a bit like a fairy tale, if he falls in love with her again, well, why did he fall out of love? Yeah. How can you go back to something if you weren't right? I don't... It, it, it seemed a bit... Con- 
contrived and a bit yeah, I mean, forced and a bit just it's a quick way out of knitting your loose ends together just for a happy ending when actually I don't feel like it deserved the happy ending because it just seemed fake yeah after, I mean after all that good it's a good build-up in the, the the actors and the musical and everything but the whole premise of them splitting up to begin with for me didn't hold mustard I'm I mean sorry. for me the only way it could have on reflection could have actually made more sense is if because this was written pre post-war sorry mm. maybe they could have used the war as a reason for the making a rash decision they, there could have been more power in that at the start or finding that out that actually they were torn apart because of the war or something happened that you know maybe Maybe that could have been the pressure because people made rash decisions or things where children were sent away for the for the for the entire war and things like that. It well, could guess, have had a it yeah, could it have could, had it, more power hmm. if they'd have maybe explored that side of it. Possibly to actually show that that's why they were split up because they had to make a decision or the for survival. Whereas, like you say, it didn't have that power as to the reason they had to to separate as a family because it's easier to disappear as two people rather than four you know that that you know you don't know do you well, the could have traps got over the hill they did and there they were did seven of them, yeah but they they all had to hide individually or separately you know there, there was those you know so you know but it, and that could have helped that narrative a little bit you know maybe possibly but if we go on the principle that they're both poor he's interested in his career i mean she might be to begin with or whatever I, i'm not quite sure but He's this um, compare, but then when we actually cut to see them current day, he's in a he's wealthy. He's in this palace that's you know just amazing, just really, and and he's got a a, um, a helper, a cook, a chef. What 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 is she? A housekeeper? Something yes, like that. Housekeeper. If you can afford to pay that, why didn't you think? Oh, I've got money now. I wonder if she's still single. The love of my life, my other daughter. Why wouldn't you get them back? As if you just cut your other daughter off, your other twin, or you know. Not your twin, but the twin of your daughter. Why would you actually just forget all about them? And then, why would you not actually acknowledge that, have that conversation with that yeah, person? I mean, I mean as well. I mean, this and I was has probably been... going a bit too deep for yeah, the story. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but, but this is this has been translated from Austrian, so it was originally an Austrian story, and so they maybe... don't care about kids. Well, twins. we. I mean, oh, I'll be honest. One, you have the other. No, but I'll be honest. Do we plug-in. do we not know if this has been based on a true story? But we don't know their the culture that they grew up in you don't you know hard decisions were made. Okay, so, so you know there's another if balance the, as well if this you is know. based on a true story then perhaps the full backstory of that isn't fully that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm going yeah, maybe it's more horrific yeah, we don't that's, know that's what i mean it's we don't know the it's hard when you you don't know if where the where the writer came from because a writer has to be inspired by something to create that story so you don't know if it's based on other things yeah. that he knows about you know now so. i'll give you a good example now we've seen blood brothers by willie yes. russell okay this woman she's already had kids yeah um i can't remember her name but she's had she has twins mrs johnston mrs johnston that's right she has twins she's working for this other woman who can't get pregnant she's quite well off and posh so what they hap- what happens is they um separate the kids yeah and pretend that she only had the one so this the posh woman yeah. Whatever. And what was a Poppleton? Mrs. Poppleton or something? I can't remember. But anyway, she brings that up as her own. And the play explores what it's like bringing up a set of twins where one is uh, posh and one's not, basically. Yeah. You know, so, so we have, we explore that. It's a very similar storyline. It, it, it is. But, yeah. however, there's a backstory. Yes. We know that Mrs. Johnston yeah. cannot have any more. She can't look after them. She yeah. is skint. 
And we know the other one really wants it because she cannot get pregnant. She cannot have a kid. And there are, so there are also one... stories in this country yeah, of exactly. that happening in that time. So you know. from, from there, you understand where the characters are coming from. You understand why they had to do that. Yeah. They, they made a choice and they stuck with it. And then it's the consequences afterwards. Whereas in Identical parent trap we don't see the consequences of their actions the actions have already been taken but for them for you to close that door to understand what the consequences were at the very beginning or to explore it further down the production when there's to you know it doesn't have to start with that but it's like you know there needs to be some context you know you've at the end of the play you still need to tell them of why they were separated to begin with yeah it just seemed a little contrived and a bit throw away that oh I, we were poor we were young we were silly and it why would why would you not have parents not saying oh we'll support you or live together have both or i i don't know it's just it just didn't answer that question and it just didn't sit right with me yeah so i just felt that whole element of of it was extremely weak and lacking are you in agreement on that i mean you don't have to agree i yeah you i get it i understand see it, it as and... something that's nice and not I think even think about it. I think, like I said earlier on, I think it's, it's if they were keeping it within the context of the book and it doesn't explore that, then that's probably where they t- stop themselves exploring it anymore. So it would be interesting to see what process they went through when they actually went through the book and if they went down that route. Because we don't know. They might have, mm. and they just decided from an editing perspective to not include it. So it would be interesting to revisit the book and see if also find out more about the writer to see if actually he did put any context around it so be interesting to see if you know i think i think that's the that's the way i i see it really i think from an audience perspective as well um when i was watching blood brothers the posh lady who had mrs johnson's kid yeah you could see it in um in her eyes and how much she longed for that kid you knew how much the pressure meant uh, not the pressure well the pressure of them finding out but yeah. you knew how much everything meant and i was more connected to each of them and her and, and i i got the feelings and i i went on their well it was needs them. and wants and and well exactly you know, but, but with, with this i i didn't particularly care about the parent i hadn't had that emotional bond no i suppose because they didn't there was the, the context wasn't there the same exactly it, it I, maybe, didn't, I didn't get i mean I it would just them. be interesting to see compared to the book how different the book is to this mm. you know that'd be that'd be quite interesting to revisit the way it's been written to see if that it was in there you know but it'd be interesting to see i'd really like translation, to know the, the real know? reason as to yeah. why they they couldn't um one parent have both or they couldn't stay together yeah surely it'll be easier yeah it'd be nice to know know the real where the where the spark of in where the actual storyline came from because no stories are written without a spark of truth there's a lot of things out there that there's actual meaning behind them anyway moving on now do you know what we're here for we're here for the drama in this section we're going to be talking about the actors and let's do a couple of shout outs straight away because there were some amazing cast here. Yes, particularly there were. the twins. Yes, I mean, what can I say? We saw the same girls, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so we both saw Eden and Emmy Patrick, mm. who played the twins. And when you see the training, it explains a lot because the Sylvia Young Theatre School. Yeah, very well renowned. It's very well renowned. And I don't think that there's ever really been a bad bunch come from the Sylvia Young Theatre School they seem to just do it right and they're very 
you know they they care about their their actors and make sure that they do good things and good pieces so so yeah they um they were fantastic and they they really showed their stuff you know um they didn't overshadow each other they both took the parts and their own parts very well yes. i mean there was one point where you you didn't know which one was on what side of the stage because they were identical. You know they've they've done well at picking them, so you didn't know if halfway oh, through the confused. production they they switched again. You know they could have had some fun themselves on stage. To be fair, I wasn't sure if they switched costumes at one point when they're supposed to have done. Yeah, you when are they going to, to do that? Oh, they have done, have they? Have they? Have they really? <laughs> Pass me by. Yeah, and I mean, I would like to shout out to the the mum and the dad as well because I do think they they would have worked really hard. Emily Tierney and James Darch, who were Lisa Lottie and Johan, who for me they when you find out the caliber they have Emily's performed as Glinda in in Wicked on tour and in London, so that role takes a lot, and you can see that she has got that performance style in her, and also James Darch, who's also been Fiero in Wicked, which equally is as big a part as as that and the work they will have had to done to work with those twins would have been amazing really and also i think the steven's probably got a shout out as well i do actually i agree with everything you've just said as well and we're probably going to be uh doing a shout out to the whole entire cast yes. of this one but gabrielle lewis dodson i thought she was uh, exceptional totally as, uh, miss gerlach I think that's her name, yeah. Miss Gerlach. We saw her doing the, um, was, that, was it Swan Lake? She was yes, perform- no, she was doing Hansel and Gretel. That's it, Hansel and Gretel, but she was like performing this ballet. And just, honest to God, her singing voice, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to actually listen to her just sing just normal songs because it's just I didn't fantastic. really think a ballet dancer, opera singer existed until I've seen her perform Yeah, because she was fantastic in both ballet and opera. You know, it was... Mm. But I, I just... I. I don't know what it was about it, but I just I just immediately took to her when um, one of the the little girl went into her apartment and she was there with um oh did she have the wedding dress on or she no she she had the ball gown dress on yes and she was sat at the table or yeah the little girl came in wet and I think that that particular scene that was a that was a great scene and you just yeah. saw the emotions on her face and it being like um she knew what was at stake yes. she knew what that girl was there to sort of split them up or, still, or just be yeah. a, a thorn in her side yeah. and, and everything she wanted but to still be a staunch driven woman mm. that even though she sympathised she still was out for her own goals and her own there was so much power in her performance uh, on stage uh, yes. she was just so powerful and it was so delicate and it, it wasn't as if she begrudged or, or hated the, the, the child no. that she, of uh, the person she wanted to marry you know? I think she admired she, the, the yeah, tenacity I, of the child more I, than anything I else. think it was like how does this child fit into my life or how do I fit into this um, unit that's already purpose yeah. built you know and you, you definitely saw that uh, within her performance and just I think the emotions she she gave in her facial expressions yeah really did. as well it was very um it was desperate but but not harshly desperate no not not like the the connotation of like a desperate woman yeah exactly it wasn't it was never like that no and it, it was a it was a fine um performance that she gave and that's that's why i uh give a shout out to her definitely I think I'd like to give a shout out to the ensemble cast really mm. because I thought overall all the performers committed to this. And oh, f- from the get go, yeah, the, 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 the woman minute the... of um, oh, I can't remember the, the scout leader. Yeah, so big shout out to Ellie Nunn really. She really showed her true colours. Really, you know, she was a a consummate performer. She 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 had the task of being the first person on stage, yeah. and in a new musical and with so much risk. 
And in, to do this, she won know, the she, audience over straight away because yeah, the, the moment she, finger. yeah, the moment she um, just spoke, sang, or whatever she did, she got a laugh, and it was, she she got the audience right on their side. Definitely, really did. What did you think about the uh, the props and the costumes? I thought they were very well made and they were very fitting to mm. the performance and the production. There's yeah, nothing, nothing really out of place. Yeah, I was going to say that there was nothing like um, really. Bad or and I think it was well judged because even in the second half in the in the ballroom in the ballroom yes. where all they did was drop in a an ornate doorway mm. with with like t- stained glass window in it and the projections imitated that and was then, there a bar at one yes there was side. a bar and there was and, also and, like tables lean, on lean wheels table, and, wasn't there? and there was lean tables on wall on but with big plumes of flowers coming yeah. out of them and it, everything everything was on was wheels or it's moved or it's put mm. in place and there was a table here then there was a desk there but everything worked and everything was right for the production yeah um nothing was definitely well Nothing was out of place at all. So let's move on to our next segment. What the tech is this? Now, Richard, it was basically, uh, it started off as a bear set. Yes. The majority of it was, that was technical, were these, were the LED, um, well... Just... They're LED screens, so basically screens. everything was high-definition LED screens for the whole stage. So it wasn't actually a projection, it was more of a, they were all, they were basically a video walls that you'd see yeah. at big concerts or big shows in on stage where the whole of the scenery that the flats were made of projection led screen mm. that were all apart from the back were movable and that was it must have been groundbreaking to actually work hard to make sure that they didn't look out of place because i think that there was a lot of times where it could have looked tacky and it could have looked cheap yeah you know because it can instantly look wrong it can instantly look out of place against a normal piece of set. So to get the colours right and to get the actual projections themselves right and the actual images they use to and blend it, with set. And it moved into yeah. like a live recording. Yes. Yeah, they, there was times when they, they wiped across stage. And yeah, there were there were live video work used where the blades of grass were moving, the yeah. trees were moving. There was there, It felt real rather than rather than it just being a static image. So it was it was it was very cleverly used. What I'd like to know is how did they do that on those great big screens where do they come from how do they get made are they what are they they basically come in square panels and you build the you build those panels up based on what you need so they they're all they're all interconnected behind so there's a lot of technology involved Mm. in this and there's a lot of room for error yeah because things can go wrong with these if they're not done well and that's why i can see why they committed to it because it is transferring to the lowry in manchester yeah after it's currently there now and i can see why they actually did commit because then they can transport the set to another location quite easily but they're all interconnected so and then a, a, basically an image processor will map that on a computer where they can actually then project that whole image across each individual one or control each one individually or the images on separate ones so it's a lot of work a lot so, of work so what happens if uh, one of those uh, square pieces gets damaged or whatever um it would instantly it... be noticeable yeah but they can replace a panel so in the you know for the next show they could replace one of the panels and not have to replace the entire thing so yeah 
So yeah, oh, that's all right. I did. I did often. It's basically like a lot camera. of TV screens. If you imagine a load of oh, a load yeah. of LED TV screens together connected, but there's a flawless link between them, mm. so you don't actually see the join. Yeah. So when they're all put together, it's actually a, a it's a right up to the edge screen. So any other technical aspects? Lighting, sound. I think lighting and sound was really good, and obviously when you've got a lot of cast with mics and with for a musical. It's a lot of work to make sure everybody's mic's on at the right time for a musical because you don't want anybody offset and off stage not singing and they used it really well. And Sometimes you notice um, the odd um, first line of a word um, just get like um, like a fade in. Yes. Yeah, I, do, I did. There was there was a couple of moments that I think that the, um, you could tell the technicians were, were practising as well because they've got a lot to, mm. to take in and there was the, the odd thing where the mic wasn't switched on fast enough for certain cast members but but you know overall as a as a new piece i thought they did because they had a full orchestra as well below yeah. below the stage as well so a lot of work but it worked really well from a set perspective and a technical perspective i felt i didn't really think i saw any faux pas no i didn't and um not as if i go out expecting something but you know i mean like when actors fluff or something goes wrong with the audience or whatever it doesn't i mean like or props, it doesn't always happen, but you you know, it's quite nice to see those. But it's, um, I suppose it's probably a relief for the cast as well that nothing like that did happen on the press night, yeah. And I mean, when a lot of this set and this technical stuff, these, these big LED mm. flats are moving, there's people around them, so they they don't they've got to be done well because there's a health and safety risk if something's moved at the wrong time or the wrong this mm. and the wrong that it can cause problems for the cast yeah. and it can lead to injury if you don't do it right so it's a lot of commitment call this a show it's goes on the doors now for identical with 10 being seeing double and one being barely recognizable richard what are you going to give it i give this an 8 out of 10 oh okay yeah cuz i think it it was a really good attempt at a new musical, new writing. Well, when I say new writing, new written songs that weren't mm. in either film. So it's a massive risk to try and pull something off that is instantly watchable. And I I enjoyed it. And I, I did actually go and see it again. And I took my niece. Yes, you did, didn't you? And my niece did actually really enjoy it. So I was glad I've seen it again because it was worth seeing twice. So so yeah, and hope it hope it does well in the Lowry in Manchester. Yeah, I think this is a great one for kids. Just by judging the audience, there's so many kids in there. Just I don't think they will take on the complexities of the actual storyline and plot and the reasoning mm-hmm. behind everything. I think they'll just see it at face value and just see it as uh, these two girls are uh, finding each other and getting the mum and dad back together. And it's a bit more like and it a, still yeah, teaches a message, doesn't it? I suppose. As yeah, well, well it, it 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 does. I thought it was a good musical. Yeah. I really like the songs, but I'm having difficulty with the whole the catalyst. Mm-hmm. like i've said in the writing section so for me i'm going to give it a seven out of ten yeah so richard let's do a new thing now what scene would you rerun that you'd want to see again from identity identical identify what's the play called identical okay identical which scene would you like to replay for me whilst you think about it then i'm going to pick the bit where one of the twins comes in on with a rain mag because she's soaking wet and she goes to see her stepsister no she doesn't she goes to see her soon-to-be stepmother i say mother-in-law then and they just have this back and forth dialogue and they have that song where it's going over each other but it's just 
it was just beautifully portrayed and acted and and done that I just I'd love to just revisit that little segment again. Yeah, good choice. And what about you? For me, the one that I like it's and I'd probably want to see again is the camping scene in the second half, the opening to the second half because for me I just oh like with the mother the way that, yeah with the mother I just like the way that was done yeah that's the scene I'd pick. Nice. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'd say for the pure hard work, I'd give it a standing ovation for the technical aspect right the way through to the casting and the direction of it. So, yeah, standing ovation for me. And for me, even though I scored it a seven, I am actually going to give it a standing ovation. And in fact, I actually did. Um, there we go. I thought the whole cast was just great. Well, it, it, it was great. Apart yeah. from the, the bit that... Um, it was powerful. You know, it was, a, it, it was a hit the ground running musical. Yeah. They didn't hold back. They just went for it. And that's that's what you should do with this sort of production. Yes. And well done to everybody involved and to the twins. Yeah. All the twins out and there. Wish it, yeah. Wish it, wish it good, good success in the future. Yes. So there we are. That's our discussion of Identical. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be discussing... A Brief Encounter, Billy Elliot, and The Clothes They Stood Up In. That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.